0: This episode of Blue Shirts Breakaway is brought to you by you, the fans. That's right. Go to patreon.com slash blueshirtsbreakaway today to support this podcast. Buy us a coffee, a beer, help Greg have health insurance, get BSBOTs, access to our musings, our Discord, and more. A BSB mailbag episode this week, because I am traveling the next two weeks for work, so I will be doing shows from the hotel. That's right. The dedications to the Blue Shirts Breakaway's fans. That's me. But without further ado, I mean, you guys know what we talk about. The New York Rangers the team that continues to surprise us all, and we love very much. So we do all the mailbag questions. Let's get to Marc Messier right now.
1: Hi, everybody. It's Marc Messier, and you're listening to Blue Shirts Breakaway, the number one Rangers podcast.
0: Fans, welcome to the, week of the Bishop Book Yes, nice job, Ryan. I'm here with my co host, Greg Capel. And, Greg, on a Sunday night, it is your birthday, or is it tomorrow? That's Monday? When is, when is it? When is your birthday? Greg, Technically
1: Greg, tomorrow. Okay. Tomorrow, Monday. But as you're listening, uh, since so it's day after I feel after like the I'm breakout giving breakout. people the wrong impression of me, though, over the last couple of weeks. I am firmly not fun. I enjoy doing nothing. In fact, I'd say doing nothing is a top three activity for me. It's funny because so the we, to, fact that I keep doing shit, I'm giving people the wrong idea.
0: Today is a mailbag episode, and one of I, I was quickly prepping for this after I got to Washington D.C., where I am now and will be for the rest of the week before I head to New York City. And uh, one of the questions that came in was, "Can Greg outdrink a Canadian?" And I was like, "I don't think so."
1: I think I can. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be good for me, but I think I can.
0: You, you'd put up a fight. Like, I I, I, I know you'd, you'd get out there and get after it. I mean, there's no doubt about it. It's just a Canadian, I don't know, a hockey player especially. Um, let's get it right into it. Uh, the Rangers beat the living hell out of the Senators. It wasn't even a close game. I thought it was one of the best Ranger games of the year. Maybe the easiest, most relaxing game. Uh, no Tyler Mott. As we discussed on BSBOT, if you want to listen to that, you can subscribe to Patreon. But without him in the lineup, Capocaco returns. We have Rooney coming back. Ryan Reeves lays a big hit. Uh, Artemi Panarin takes full control of the game. It's not even close. Uh, and Henrik Lundqvist and Steve Aliquette are literally laughing about how bad Ottawa are, are, are during intermissions. Um, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. The, the, the Rangers are now tied for first uh, 100 points in the Metro. They are in the driver's seat. The Capitals are sneaking up to maybe become the third seed. Greg, what should we take away from this win?
1: job job mission accomplished job well done I think so I honestly don't think there's (laughs) there's nothing to say I don't yeah I (laughs) did I learn anything new about the New York Rangers no did the good to see Kako back good to see him injury free Yeah, a couple people asked Um, me how did
0: Kako look and I was like he skated and he didn't get injured
1: yeah it's it's really hard to take away anything from that game that isn't just the New York Rangers are significantly better and deeper hockey team than the Ottawa Senators and for the first time in a while, the New York Rangers took care of business against a second division opponent, where you didn't have to worry about it. But I, I don't think we learned anything. There wasn't, there wasn't information to be gained outside of, you know, anything outside of Kako. But then again, Kako wasn't even asked to do much, so it was Dude, just most
0: people were happy, happy that he was game. there. They were just all yeah, happy to because be they there. didn't have to. Yeah, they didn't have
1: to. It was. Nothing wrong with an easy win. There's absolutely nothing wrong with an easy win. No, And And it's okay that sometimes when you win, there's not a whole lot to talk about. That's
0: totally fair and fine. That happens a lot with good teams, and I enjoy that. Me too. It's a great one. I mean... Uh, one of my favorite things of the whole night, I was like, Igor had to move his leg, like, maybe three times. It was mostly a night off for him. Like, we talk about resting Igor to the end. This might as well have been a, a night off for him. He did nothing. And that's not on him. They're just they, The Ottawa Senators had four shots, like, through two periods. It was uh, a disgusting display by them. where uh, absolutely ludicrous and terrible. So, there we go. Uh, nothing else yeah, to say Yeah, I believe I saw
1: them. they had nine shots at the end of the second period.
0: Yeah, they were garbage. They were garbage the whole night. And they didn't have Stutzel or anything like that, so... The Rangers were like, hey, guess what? Actually, we're pretty good now. And since the trade deadline, we've become, uh, and I don't know how to say this, a 5v5 sort of, uh, it doesn't seem like it's a fluke. They seem like a machine. Uh, and I'm ready, to, I'm ready to go all the way. I'm ready for the playoffs. I'm ready for it to start. I know you are too. I mean, we have a couple games left, and they're all, like, this hurricane game coming up on Tuesday, Like, are, are you excited for it? I don't really even care. I know that sounds crazy. <laughs> it's great. I'm just ready for the playoffs to start. I'm...
1: I'm of mixed emotion and a, a mixed mind about the game where I, I don't think the game is not important. I understand. You don't want to
0: get steamrolled.
1: Yes. I understand the stakes are incredibly low, but I do think it's another measuring stick game for the Rangers. I'm not saying they have to, I'm not saying they have to win. I'm not saying they even have to like lose competitively, but I do think, The coaching staff at least is going to remind the guys and tell them, hey, listen, business part one is done. Enjoy it. Be proud. But at, and this is a game in which you need to show the Hurricanes you're not going to be pushed around. Now, I'm not saying the Rangers again. I'm not saying, you know, they have to go Pittsburgh Penguins on them and start getting chippy and going for headshots or any of that shit. But I do, I, I think this is. The exact type of game and opponent you would want the New York Rangers to play immediately after they clinch a playoff spot, because at least this this opponent, the Rangers aren't going to take this game off, right? If they if this was a game against the Sharks or an out of playoff Western Conference team, can't you just see the Rangers taking their foot off the accelerator completely and yeah, losing absolutely? Four nothing? Like who
0: cares? Like that's yeah. I know that that there's a game. The Islanders game was just like that. I know it was the Islanders, but that's what they did.
1: Yeah, this opponent at least keeps the Rangers a little focused. Now, there will be plenty of games in this upcoming stretch of not super important, super important games um, where the Rangers probably will look like dog shit and will look like they've taken their feet off the accelerator, which... It's not fine, but it's not the end of the world. Like the the Flyers and
0: Red Wings game this week. Like I know the Flyers are not so great, and the Rangers came back against them, and the Red Wings also not so great, let up like eleven goals a couple couple days ago. Uh, I think both those games will be close, and I think Rangers could lose both. Yeah, and I don't. I don't think it's the end of the world if they do. No, because they don't. I, 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 you and I have spoken about this. I don't want first place. I just don't want it, and that's okay.
1: Yeah, I'm not. Now I'll say this. I don't. We can say we don't want first place and mean it because we do. I mean it. We're also never rooting for the Rangers to lose.
0: No, I, I'm not like fuck this team. You know, like lose. I want, the, I want the Penguins. It's, it's so easy. Now, listen, the the Capitals are coming up, and they can, they could take that spot from the Penguins. They beat the Penguins. They are now like in the dry, not in the driver's seat, but they will have a, a chance to take that spot. And I would, I'm fine with playing either the Washington Capitals or the Pittsburgh Penguins. One of the questions later from our good friend Matty Jack will be, what is the path of least resistance to the Cup? And I believe the first step for that is either play the Penguins or the Washington Capitals, just like we've said on this podcast for weeks now. And that's what I want. I would not want to play an Atlantic team in the first round. It is a nightmare. It's an absolute nightmare.
1: Yeah, because as we've said on this podcast for multiple weeks, the it's not even the past path of least resistance. It's simply there are two teams I feel extremely confident the New York Rangers can beat in the playoffs, the, the Penguins and the Capitals. Anything after that, I have no... I, I would hope the Rangers would win, but I would not say my expectation is for the Rangers to win, right? That if the fair. Rangers lose to the Penguins or the Capitals, that is a massive disappointment and an upset. If the Rangers lose to any other team in the Eastern Conference in the playoffs, it's
0: disappointing, but not an upset. Right. And we, <clears throat> sorry about that. We can quickly go through it. Tampa Bay, not an upset. The Leafs, nope. not an upset. Florida, <laughs> Definitely, uh, Leafs, the Leafs. The an upset just because that team doesn't Leafs. know how to win. That's correct, but and it is quote unquote the Leafs. And I do, I would, I would expect the Rangers to take that series to seven or possibly win it. But that's the team I'd want to see the most in the Atlantic. And I, I actually, I, when you can go out here and say on, on a Sunday night as we record this that you want to see fifty-eight goal scorer Austin Matthews over the other three teams, I think that says something about the rest of the Toronto Maple Leafs, does it not?
1: I think it says more about the other three teams than it does the Maple Leafs. The The Boston Bruins doing the Bruin thing again where they seemed done and dusted a couple months ago, and now they're just a fucking juggernaut with their perfection line. And, you know, they don't trade Jake DeBrusk, and he all of a sudden becomes a meaningful impact player for them. They go out and get another defenseman. Both their goalies are playing hot. It's annoying as shit. You look at the Florida Panthers, it's hard to think of a team more perfectly constructed in the National Hockey League, and then you have the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions. So it's not even that; it's not even that we are shitting on the Maple Leafs. It's just when you look at the three other teams, if it's not Toronto, the options are worse. It's that simple. I don't; I'm not rooting for the Rangers to play the Toronto Maple Leafs. They're on paper a better team. The one thing the Rangers have that the Maple Leafs don't is a goalie. And I understand that we're talking about the NHL and NHL playoffs. So I understand that it's totally possible Igor Shostakhin can win that series on his own. At the same time, I'm not actively rooting to play them. Yeah. I I don't want any part of that. We've said, we've said this multiple times before, after the first round, there isn't a team I want to play. If I could, if the Rangers could just win the first (laughs) round and be put in in the Stanley cup final, the easiest team the Rangers would play after round one, would be in the Stanley Cup final. Right, and it, that, if it's, if it's it. not
0: the Avalanche, it's every other team I'd want to see. Like, I know we, the Wild played us tough. I'd want to see them. I'd want to see the Blues. I don't care. I, I, I know the Flames have crushed them twice. Fine, I don't care. I'll play the Flames. I'll play the Oilers. I'll definitely play the Kings. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. No, it's... Yeah. The,
1: we You live in a world where the, the team, the next easiest team on the Rangers schedule in the playoffs, just... It has to come from the Western Conference. And that means the Rangers, their second easiest series by opponent, if they were to make a Stanley Cup run, would be in the Stanley the
0: Cup The Stanley Cup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I mean, I think we just answered Matty Jack's question of what's the path of lead resistance. And is the answer is first round Penguins capital, second round survive. That's it. Like, I, I don't really – it doesn't matter who's there. They're all barn burners. It's, uh, yeah,
1: because I believe – and you, and people can correct me if i'm wrong um the way things are shaking out the rangers would play the winner of the hurricanes bruins series in round 2 which means i guess you'd rather see the bruins god that sucks and <laughs> then and then i guess you'd want to see the maple leafs in the eastern conference final i think that's, then, yeah, that's the you, way i'd want to go want and to then see...
0: i'd like to see like the you know the coyotes somehow made it to the yeah. stanley cup the final. Pa- the path
1: of least resistance for the rangers is beating one of the Penguins and the Capitals, then beating the Bruins, and then beating the Maple Leafs. That is the easiest path. God, that's that, That's ridiculous. sick cup
0: run, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> that's the easiest path. And if we made that, if we were in the Stanley Cup after that, Greg, I'd be like, I, in my mind, I'd be like, we won it already. Like, that was, that's amazing. I can't believe we would have done that. Um, quickly touching back on the line combinations uh, from earlier. Capococco did return. He He's playing with Lafreniere and Goodrow because Hedl is now day-to-day. I believe he got hurt when he got shoved into the net during the uh, – I don't know if you heard this, Sidney Crosby didn't play, but during the Penguins game, he got shoved into the net. Uh, and I think that he's probably day-to-day. And they're probably treating it like Ryan Strom, where they just are taking it cautious and taking their time because there's no reason to rush him back. But I do believe we're going to get the kid line back. You know, I've been begging, pleading uh, with the New York Rangers to put back Capococco with – Panarin and Strom, but uh, I, I think I'm wavering because uh, the cop cop on the right wing there lo- looks mighty good, uh, just looks like he fits perfectly, and I'm kind of fine with Vitrano on the first line at this point, so uh, are you down for kid line round two? Because I, I think that's what we're going to get.
1: I, yeah, I am, because again, it goes back to what we've been talking about before where, sure, you'd want to see Kako in the, on the second line for like long-term sustainability reasons, but you know, long-term reasons go out the window when we're talking about short-term goals, which is what the playoffs are, right? You don't, we're no longer for the next couple of weeks here. We're not talking about development. We're not talking about next year. We're not talking about anything besides the New York Rangers winning four games in seven. Um, Those are the only things of concern for the Rangers for the next couple of weeks. So I, I don't care I don't care if Kako long term is going to be on the second line. I don't care if Cop is only here for a couple more weeks. Doesn't matter. If that's if the New York Rangers are a better hockey team with Andrew Cop playing over Kopp Kako for the next couple of weeks, that's more than fine by me. Now to your point about the Rangers being cautious with uh Edel, I will say this. Um, Unlike Strom, I don't think necessarily the Rangers are being overly cautious because I, you knew Strom was going to come back, not miss a beat playing with Artemi Panarin, right? Everybody and their mother knew that would happen because of the amount of time this. those two have spent together. Filipino needs some time playing with Kabakako in the next couple weeks here.
0: He definitely does. The most important yeah. thing is that kid line getting as much run as possible over these next like eight games. That, that's- yeah, so,
1: so I I do believe that the Rangers are probably still being a little cautious with Hedl. Yes, but I don't think this is the same as where like the Rangers may have held Strom out an extra day or two just out of total total precaution because I think the Rangers know that they need to give Lafreniere, Hedl, and Kako actual run at the end of the regular season here.
0: All right, let's get to our mailbag. But first, we're gonna start with some five-star questions, which we do every single week, which you can get, you can answer, or rather, ask on our Discord or on our Patreon. Let's so go subscribe today. Uh, we already did Matty Jacks, which we'll do Brian Mallins next. Which is, does Revo play a game versus the Pens to send a message? If so, is it to direct? Is it a direct call from James Dolan? That's an interesting question. I I don't think does James have that much power to put Jay, put Reeves in the Reeves in the lineup? I think he might.
1: I don't know. I don't think. I... Does Gerard Gallant strike you as the kind of coach that's going to be like the no, owner get fired. asked he'd you be, of something be
0: like, eat my ass and fire me and don't like, <laughs> okay? <laughs>
1: yeah. So, but also, again, I let me let me re ask the question and see if it changes your answer. Do the New York Rangers need to play Ryan Reeves to send a message? Because I don't
0: think they do. To me, the message has been sent. The Rangers have kicked the crap out of the Pittsburgh Penguins three times now and played them fourth at close time. Uh, Igor has sent multiple messages by passing down the ice and just showing off, like, here's what I, you can't do. And the Rangers have out-hit, out-tough, and out-everything them. Uh, and then they literally injured Tyler Mott. So uh, I think the message has been sent.
1: And not just – you have guys like well, – you have Braden Schneider, and then you have adult version of Braden Schneider, which is Jacob Truba. And adult then you Schneider, have... yeah,
0: that's his nickname. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right, right. If we can't if we can't call Schneider Baby Truba, let's call Truba Adult Schneider. I like Adult Schneider. I think Schneider.
0: that's that's a fun one. I think, <laughs> I
1: think that's the way we should go about this now. Yeah, adult um, Schneider. yeah, he's Adult Schneider, but also, you know, Dryden Hunt's not afraid to stick his nose in yeah, places. Barclay Goodrow
0: will do anything. He's out for blood. Yeah,
1: Bourne. so. I, I don't think necessarily the Rangers, I, I mean, again, and this goes to the point, Ryan Reeves says what, two fighting majors this year? Like the New York Rangers don't need Ryan Reeves in the lineup to send a message. Ryan Reeves, as we talked about on OT, has created an attitude in this locker room where nobody is afraid to stand up for themselves, which is great. But that also means the best part of that, I should say, is you don't need Ryan Reeves physically present in order to send that message. Everybody else believes in it.
0: Yeah, agreed. This is from Filthy Horvat. How much does the Mott injury concern you? I think it's a huge blow to the bottom six, who fills the void because of the uh, was filled the void because it was unleashed. This is weird. Unleashed Fury on the forecheck, and I loved it. Okay. Yes, I loved his forecheck. I loved his speed. I loved what he brought to the game. I would have got, like, if, if Mott was a Ranger for, like, three more years, it's a very good chance I have his jersey. He will not be a Ranger. And I'm a uh, little concerned that he won't return unless they make, like, an Eastern Conference final run. We do not know what the injury is. You can speculate and say shoulder or whatever you want to say. Collarbone. There's been a bunch of speculation. We won't really know. Uh, the, the injury concerns me more than I, I'm willing to admit. I think it's a bigger deal than I want to say, but when it comes down to it comparatively to the, the rest of the New York Rangers, it's one of the most minor injuries you can have. You can play Kevin Rooney in that spot and kind of not miss a beat. Is Kevin Rooney Tyler Mott? No, no chance. There's a reason why they traded for Tyler Mott. He's fucking awesome at his job. Unfortunately, uh, he got hurt on what it was a semi-clean hit, kind of out of the way. Uh, I don't know. It's 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 always hard when you say these kind of things. Uh, it did seem unnecessary. But uh, Mott is now out, and I am concerned about it. Uh, but I I think you do have an answer because you have so much depth on this team. I do
1: wonder – I want to make it clear that I'm, the Rangers are going to miss Mott, and I think they'll miss him the most on the penalty kill because, again, he just – he plays the penalty kill so, in such stark contrast to how the Rangers otherwise play the penalty kill. Um, and I do think he provided a – a different look that was super important and super useful for the Rangers. So I, this isn't to minimize his departure at all, but I do wonder if the Rangers would have traded for Tyler Mott, if Kevin Rooney was healthy. And I like, that is to me that I'm happy they did. And now I'm upset that Mott is out because the Rangers would have been even better with both of those guys. But I do think the Rangers themselves feel mighty confident about their ability to form a penalty kill in a fourth line uh, in absence of Tyler Mott. I I, I think – listen, it's not like Greg McHagg coming back in the lineup, right? Which is the no. one thing I <clears> think, <throat> think the, everybody the and their is worried about. That was the goal of the trade deadline. The goal. Yeah. And it was a so, push. C- congrats, Chris Drury. Yeah, so Rooney – I think Rooney will do enough, but I look, it's a bummer. And I, I wish there was a way for the Rangers to keep um, Mott next season. It it just it doesn't seem like there is a way. They might not
0: be able to keep Cop or Strom. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, yeah, things are tough right now. Um, this is from Brian Audie. Audie, I can't say it. Brian, let me know how you say it. Uh, if if you if we start to low manage Adam Fox and others, who do we want to see getting reps on the ice? Actually, I actually don't care as long as it's like the kids and the children. Like Schneider keeps playing. Maybe you call up um some of the Wolf Pack. I mean, you don't even need to do that. Lieber Hayek can see the ice if you really want to. Doesn't really matter. Like, you can fall to the second-place spot. Uh, As long as Lafreniere and Kako and Hedo are are getting ice time after that, I don't really think it matters too much.
1: Yeah, I mean, this isn't a time to be playing developmental games, right? So if you want to rest a guy, just play a veteran. I don't think – like, I don't think Zach Jones is going to actually gain a whole lot of anything if he came up here and played third-line bottom-pairing minutes – in a game where other players on the Rangers are just kind of going through the motions, right? Like part of the reason, part of the reason it's good to get young guys into the lineup on teams out of the playoff race is because the team is still, you know, they're competing hard. Whereas this team, the concern isn't so much compete level right now as it is just staying healthy. And I think that that like, that does not breed good developmental ice time so i'm with you i i don't really care um who sees the ice i wouldn't be calling up people from hartford in mass in order to play i just maybe like zach just,
0: jones like that's about it but you also want to play braun and nemeth like you have plenty of people to play
1: yeah i think i I think honestly I'd, at this point i just want jones down in hartford and i want jones helping that team make an ahl playoff push um yeah, I don't. I don't know. Let Lieber play. Let McKegg play. Let Lieber cook, baby. Let, let, let Ochier play. Like, just let let the guys who are here play. Fine by me.
0: And that's fine. This is from G, and this is a question we've answered a million times on this podcast. Is Chris Kreider should have the position of captain at this point? Agree. I agree. Sure. Yep. I've been saying Chris Kreider's captain for like over a year now. He acts like captain. I, he, he he probably said no, I don't want to be captain because he's such a captain. That's how who he is.
1: I will say I do think uh, – I think this is a ridiculous conversation when it is adult Schneider's friendships that have gotten the New York Rangers <laughs> to this point in time, yeah. and we're saying that someone besides him should be captain. It is Chris
0: That's, Kreider. Is
1: it's is. It's The New York Rangers are a better team and going to the playoffs this year because Jacob Trouba has good friends, and you're going to tell me that Chris Kreider should be the captain?
0: Yes, I am. <laughs> I am. He acts like the captain. He does I'm just everything. I'm
1: it, I, I didn't see the Rangers training for Kreider's friends. Now, to be fair, they Crider didn't have friends. friends. That's not fair. Well, he, he has—he he has, has friends. Won. They're wolves, and wolves don't play hot.
0: <laughs> there's wolves. Mika's Mika Zibinijad, and that
1: is it. Um, this is from Doctor. Do you think? Do you think Kreider oh. is so tight with Zabenedjed because Zabenedjed has some wolf quality to him? He does.
0: Like, uh, I—I kind of see like, and I—I've never written this fan fiction down, but I have thought about it. Like, Kreider's a vampire, and he's a were- and Mika's a a werewolf, kind of like a Twilight thing. Just saying. Anyone who wants to take that idea? Feel free. All right, this is from Doctor Crew. Uh, do the Rangers sit with their respective linemates on the plane? I always imagine the plane rides have like a cried like cried zibs of Vetrano in the first three seats, then Panarin's Strom, Cop next. I think I think the private planes are two seaters. I don't think you could do full lines. But do you think
1: the defensive pairs have to sit together? Right? absolutely, no question. Yeah, no actually,
0: question you're telling me Keiondre
1: Miller's not sitting with Alexi Lafreniere. Yeah absolutely
0: plane? sits with Lafreniere. You're right. That's, yes, no and doubt about you're it. telling me
1: Cabo Caco is not sitting next to an empty seat on every plane ride right, that he's on?
0: Caco <laughs> is sitting next to a bag of Chipotle. <laughs> it's
1: a bag of Chipotle. I was going to say a bag of Doritos. Like, I don't even think he's got hot food next to him. Yeah,
0: Caco is, like, on the back, and everyone's like, "I don't. we don't like playing with you. Sorry, Caco. He's just got that face on. Really sad. Caco's oh. just
1: looking out the window like... It's like all melancholy, and someone walks up to him and is like, "Kako, what's wrong?" And he just goes, "Nothing. I th- I'm actually quite happy right now. I'm good.
0: Yeah, this is from No Filter. Speaking of Kako, Kako, No Filter seven one eight. If if your team if a team offers sheets, Kako, what is the most you match before you have to let them walk? Basically, the Montreal situation. Um, I don't think the Rangers can match at all because of their cap situation, like at all. But no one will I do think it. They,
1: I mean, they can, they can definitely match. It just it means that is your second line center.
0: Yeah, they—that's exactly what it means. And I, sure. I guess it would be the four—the the, the four million dollar one, which is like what the first and the third round pick, like the uh, the Montreal. Let's one? be
1: let's be pretty clear. I don't see anybody offer sheeting Kapovak.
0: I'm exactly with you. I, no one offer sheeted Braden Point. Makes no sense to me.
1: Well, the Rangers wanted to. That's true. Braden Point said he had no interest. Right. Ser, so, Sergeyev
0: is one of them that did not get offer sheeted somehow. Yeah,
1: I I, I do think there's. We talk a lot about offer sheets, and, you know, the Miami situation was a perfect storm because he wanted out. I don't think Kako necessarily wants out. I don't get that vibe at all.
0: Now, yeah, why would he want to leave New York? Uh, this is from New York Ranger Cup 2024. What does the lineup look like in the Eastern Conference Final? If Sammy Blay comes back, I, I got it for you. He plays on the right wing on the fourth line.
1: He's also not coming back.
0: I agree with you. Yeah, I don't think uh, – I. I I don't think there's any chance he comes back. There's no, re- there's no way, I don't think, uh, that Gallant would kind of mesh him into the lineup in the middle of a playoff run. I just don't see a way that happens.
1: I He needs a month to skate before he goes into the lineup. And uh, breaking news, in a month, there's a chance the first round of the playoffs is over. And he's not skating today. So...
0: I can't read this just one. Not,
1: it, it, yeah, the, the clock's just working against him.
0: Can't read this one from Bay Shesty, but it is a picture of Sam Rosen that says he grabs your ass. Thank you so much. Uh, oh, my. <laughs> a power play goal. Uh, this is from Tati. Need an update if Greg is still going to the opening game game with his Uber driver?
1: No, I'm off the hook. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're, we're, I think we're going to do a game later in the year, but I, after, specifically after this weekend, the birthday celebration that I didn't want to do, no, I'm grounding myself until the end of the month. I'm not doing shit. I'm I'm so tired. My body hurts. I'm old. I just don't want to move. <laughs> I'm dying. I, yeah. I my plan yesterday, I made my the Mets game started at seven o'clock last night. So I told my friends, I was like, You have me until six. And I hate when my words are used against me because they did six, have the me until was six. Six a.m. Six A. M. 6 a. m. <laughs> It's so fucking annoying. Like I just I got to a point where I was like, well, I'm not getting off the bandwagon now. And it just, I fucking hated it. I, I understand that I, I am, a, I controlled my own destiny in that regards, but I just, I had no intention in staying out and I did. And I'm tired. And I like walked five miles home because I was like, fuck it. Who cares? I don't need my car right now. I'll deal with this tomorrow. I don't want to Uber. It's a nice night. Blah, 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 Whatever. Idiot. Fucking moron. You think at 33, I'd learn anything. <laughs> and I have <laughs> the answer That's is essentially no. where we get to
0: Yeah, uh, seven years of this podcast. I think I'd know better. Um, this is from Jay Rose. Team looked great last night. Would be keeping Heedle and Nemeth in the press box. Be a bad thing. I actually think Nemeth has played quite well. Uh, I this know is from he's Jaylen- been- you said Jalen Rose. I said Jay Rose. Jalen Rose. No, not Jalen Rose. J-Rose.
1: Jalen Rose. No. <laughs> There's. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Sure. So Jalen Rose asked us a Ranger I, question. I did
0: DM Jacoby the other day to talk about food news. He didn't respond. Well, you got to get the
1: people what they want. I know. Yeah, all right. Well, uh, what was the question? I
0: got distracted by the question. Pretty much, that would you keep Hedel and Nemeth play? in the press box? And the answer to me no. is no. And I think Nemeth no. is better than Braun so far, and he's earned his place. And I think you'll see Nemeth again pretty soon. Uh, since he since Nemeth has come back from that personal issue, whatever it was, we don't want to speculate. Uh, he's been solid. He's, he's made mistakes, but I'm not saying he's been perfect, but he's been a solid third-round, uh, third, third-pairing defenseman. I have no problem with him right now.
1: Well, I'll say that. So my firm no is on Hedel. Um Heedle needs to be in the lineup. And then, I feel like there there are no wrong there are no wrong options between Braun and Nemeth. So, whichever Galant feels like playing on any given day, I'm very comfortable with. As again, as long as it, the only wrong option defensively is Hayek. So as long as he is not an option, maybe we good. I'm I'm fine with it.
0: Schneider's earned his place in my book. I don't think there's a way he sits down. I I can't see it. I mean I'm sure there is a way, but I, I just don't I don't wanna live in that world. This is from Tommy Rello. How much of an impact do we think Gallant will have on this team in the playoffs? I mean, how much have they had how much has he had on him in the regular season? I've been a pretty big, big Gallant truther this whole year. I think he's done a great job. I know Igor Sisterkin has hit a lot of the things that he did not work well with in the early of the season, but he's got this team playing uh, together. I actually don't know how much – it's so funny with Gallant because I was thinking about coaching in general. I don't know how much coaching he actually does outside of, hey, guys, do actually what you do best. Hey, Chris Kreider, sit that big ass in front of the goddamn net because no one else let you do this. Wasn't that obvious? It's, I don't, I'm not trying to discredit Gerard Gallant, but he does seem like a guy that's just like, hey, I'm going to let the guys do what they want the best. I'm going to let them govern themselves, and I'm going to sit around and just be myself and be a cool guy and be a players coach. That's it. I, he's not really a yeah. nose guy.
1: No, to answer this question, I will say, like, I don't think Gallant has this, like, unlocked level that we're going to see him achieve in the playoffs. I think what we've seen so far is what we get. I don't expect much to change between now and whenever the Rangers stop playing hockey this year. So yeah, if Gallant you've liked it. what you see at this point, I think you're going to continue to like what you see. And you
0: should like what you see. It's been amazing. Yeah, but
1: I... I, I don't think a single thing is going to change. And also, nor should it, if I'm honest.
0: This is from David Quinn. Uh, what's the what? best? Yeah, I know. David, what's the best bromance on MyR? Fox Lindgren, Mika Cries, or Panarin Strom? I think it's Mika Cries, and I don't think it's close.
1: Look, I don't know if it's a bromance. It might
0: I be think boring. that's
1: like a full-blown <laughs> romance. <laughs> <laughs> I, bromance
0: I, is I, Panarin Strom.
1: I think... I don't think we get enough Miller-Lafreniere content. That's all I'm going to say
0: here. I think they're up and coming. Like, you could see it from far away. It's coming.
1: I think I think they grew up very clearly in a generation that was very online all their life. So I think Miller and Lafreniere know how to uh, keep their shit offline. Whereas Kreider and Zibanejad grew up the same time we did where, like...
0: They're on the bench. They're hugging.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's like... It's very clear that Kreider and Zibanejad grew up when uh, MySpace was super popular, and you wanted everybody to know everything that you were doing because it seemed super important. Like, Mika's Mika's top
0: eight is just eight different pictures of Chris Kreider. (laughs) Yeah,
1: whereas Lafreniere and Miller have grown up in the Snapchat era where they understand the less you see,
0: the better you are, kind of. Yep. Uh, This is from... Next question. This is from Chris. What chances would you give... For Kreider breaking Yager's record. I think he's got a shot. <laughs> he definitely has a shot right now. He's, I mean, chance, chances though, I'd
1: probably say 35%.
0: I think so. I, 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 I It's a lock he gets 50. I don't want to curse it. But it's a lock he gets 50. After that, I don't know. I have no clue. Congratulations on cursing it. I appreciate that. I'm definitely going to take a lot of shit for that. Uh, this is from Matt Jackson. What's more likely the Rangers make it to the conference finals or the Rangers set the franchise record with 114 points this season? They need to go 7 and 2 to finish it. I think it's more likely they make it to the conference finals because I don't expect them to really make a push at the end of the season. I expect especially the last game of the season. I don't think anybody plays.
1: Um I I would say it's more likely they finish the year 7 and 2 than they win two playoff series. Just I just think it like I don't think either are very likely, but I think it's easier for the Rangers where all you need to do is continue to play good goaltending uh, to win seven of the last nine games. I think that is more attainable.
0: This is from Josh Crew. What is Kako's ceiling on this team? His ceiling on this team this year? That is just like a solid defensive player who can provide you some board battles, some possession, and maybe even a spark of showing why he was the second overall pick. But honestly, he's just tremendous upside talent that's playing on your third line, which is a great problem to have.
1: Yeah, I I don't know. As far know. as it goes. <laughs> David asks, is this team good? <laughs> yes. Yeah, they're all right.
0: Uh, they're not as good as
1: the New York Mets, but they're all right. 3-0, oh, baby. 3-1, uh, uh, we lost today. So oh,
0: sorry, I've, I've been driving all day. My apologies. Uh, this is from Chris Feldman. Is this the most fun Rangers team ever? Like, ever. Like, it might be. Um, mm. I, I'll say this. It's the most fun team we've done since this podcast started seven yes. years ago. What,
1: at, the, bar, the bar was incredibly the bar low was on that real
0: one. Real low. Really low. But before, I don't
1: know. I had a lot of fun with, like, the Jager Gaberick teams.
0: Even, like, like the, the, the Lundquist Cup team is fun. Like, that's a fun squad. Was it, though? I got to ask. Was it? Maybe I'm just tainted by Zuccarello and how much I enjoyed him as a person. Yeah,
1: but like outside of Zuccarello and Kreider and a little bit of have been Was Stepon
0: on the mic? Was we'll
1: On fun?
0: Yeah, I think so. Ryan McDonough not was, fun. Was, Girardi, on, not was, fun. Step
1: on, was Step On fun because we had no other option or was Stepon actually fun? There's a difference.
0: <sighs> Make a good point. Make a good point. I'll say he was fun. I'm going to go for it. I'm mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. going to be positivity here. Um, This is from Brian uh, Crisculo. Will the strong keep the puck away from cop to ensure that he gets the two C bag for himself next year. Spoiler, Brian stay tuned for the summer when neither of them of New York Rangers.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I, I think, uh, (laughs) I think. um, No, I'm just going to say no. Sorry. My, where my brain is realizing that it can't function anymore.
0: That's fine. I want to go back to Chris Feldman's question about the most fun Ranger team. Just quick, quick aside on Artemi Panarin. That motherfucker speaks English fully. <laughs> <laughs> and has for years. The Rangers, I checked it, and people could double-check this. I'm pretty sure they deleted an interview that was up earlier this year that was when Artemi Panarin was signed to the New York Rangers. He did like a 25-minute interview. In full English, <laughs> the uh, about like how much he wanted to come to the Rangers and why it was so great. It's gone now. And I'm mm. sure some of you could find it, but he speaks full English. We've been talking about it this podcast for years, and that guy is yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Uh, just don't,
1: don't don't ask questions in French. You'll be fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, just don't do that. Uh, Will Heat, one of our good friends. What happens first? Degrom and Scherzer start a game, or the Rangers' season is over? Good question. But No
1: the Rangers aren't going to be playing in June.
0: That's true. That's true. So it is just, it's just the Rangers season's over. (laughs) I forgot. I forgot. DeGrom's out for six to eight weeks. My apologies.
1: Um, DeGrom's not throwing a, he's not throwing a baseball until the end of April. So then give him another month to then be able to throw a baseball in a game.
0: He's not pitching until June 1st at the earliest. There's been a, a lot of questions like, what's the path of destruction and at least resistance? Feel if we cover that. This is from Tony Cooney. Is there anyone who's ever been to Penn Station and not gotten lost? Tony, I have bad news for you, buddy. A lot of people. Like, a lot. Like, a lot of people. Yeah, now, I mean, define... Now, hold on.
1: I've never been lost in Penn Station, but I've also, like, definitely walked a couple extra loops unintentionally in penn station i knew where i was going
0: the new penn I station just... i have no idea because it's new i have no clue it's like a cathedral uh, I, I miss the old i miss rosies
1: yeah i I'd, I'd say i've never been lost inside penn station like i've never had to ask someone for how to get out but i've definitely taken uh very inefficient routes in penn station
0: this is from richard should igor play more than Three of the next nine games. How many games, like players? Uh, how many? How many games should players like Fox, Panarin, etc., take off the next few weeks? I think it should well, take I off know, like two or three games max.
1: I don't even know if they take off that. Baby. Sorry, it's I okay. Know. My I know you had again, tonight, friend. It's I'll right. say Igor, Igor, and Georgiev should just be alternating games here on out. I was surprised like,
0: that Georgia didn't start for Seattle Senators. It really was, but turns yeah, out. Yeah, I think Igor. Took a I think night Igor.
1: Off anyway. There are nine games left, right? So I think Igor should get five, and Georgiev should get four. And however you want to split that up, you know, by all means, power to the people. I actually um, love this
0: question from Ariel Smith. Has Chris Kreider been called for offsize at all this year? I actually so can't remember.
1: No, he has. I, he definitely has at least once.
0: It's been, but it's been – I know the, the joke is Chris Kreider went off and uh, he seemed to fix that. Congratulations to Gerard Gallant. Uh, will there be a goaltenders – will there be goaltenders in the final two games against Carolina? Who will? I guess it's just probably going to be Georgie and Igor, I guess. Or maybe they'll start Igor. Wait,
1: will there be goaltenders? Like, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure there will be <laughs> yeah, goaltenders. Yeah,
0: Don Ross, there will be goaltenders. I don't know why I'm rereading this. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of questions. I, I,
1: have, a, I have a strong – now, I do think for a second, uh, I've had this conversation with our buddy Jeff, where at some point, I do think the devil should consider just going entire games, playing six on five. I
0: think it would be really funny. I mean, you don't have Jackie Hughes at this point. You're just tanking just a like, go for it. Who cares? But
1: their goalies, their goalies are maybe, maybe the worst of all time. Like their entire tandem, they might be better off not playing a goalie yeah, and just your, trying to maximize the amount of scoring opportunities they have.
0: If they started Blackwood, they'd have no shot. So, um, ah! thank, you, thank you. I get it. Uh, this is from uh, Cameron Slade. Nice name. What player on New York Rangers are you excited to get league wide attention in the playoffs? I think Keandre is going to turn some heads. I think the answer is Keandre. Because everyone else is kind of like not really a secret on the New York Rangers. Like, is Lexi Lafreniere a secret? No. Igor uh, no,
1: I think Alexi Lafreniere is a secret because how many times do we have to have the fucking Alexi Lafreniere conversation with people that don't watch the Rangers? I love
0: I love the where's the points. And then you go to the New York Rangers like hockey reference. And it's like the power play five have like all the points together. That's it's just all the points. It's just them. It's like, where's, yeah. where's Lafreniere's points? Well, I found them. It's, it's, it's so it's I, I do
1: think I, I think the correct answer is Keandre Miller. But I think Alexi Lafreniere is a sneaky, strong answer.
0: This is from uh, Kevin Weeks's background. I don't want to give up on Kako just yet, but would Drury consider adding him in a trade for another top six player, possibly like Shifley? It seems like next year might be make it or break it for him. I, the one thing, and I will state, I will stick to my guns on this with Kapo Kako for the whole summer. It's he is very cheap, and the Rangers have no cap space at all. And if you can get him to sign for a bridge for two point five million over two years. There's a big reason why you'll keep Capococco. He's had, he's had down years. There's no doubt about it, but he's shown the potential. It's all there, and you can't blame the kid for breaking his wrist and then probably playing with a wrist injury for a couple weeks when he went on the top line when he was murdering with the Panarin and Strom line. I, I'm still very, very, very hopeful for the future. I know you people say I make excuses. I know the Capocco thing. I totally get it, but the talent is all there, and the talent is cheap, and that's what matters the most is that it's cheap for the New York Rangers.
1: Also, you know what's never existed in the history of the world? What's that? A make-it-or-break-it season for a 21-year-old. That doesn't fucking exist. I'm sorry. <laughs> <That's> like <true. laughs> Jesus Christ, I, I apologize for being upset about this. But just because he's been in the league four years, he's a fucking kid still. It ain't make-it-or-break-it. Tell, let me know when he turns 25, and then I'll start thinking about, like, Chris Cryer, oh, 30 or
0: years old, by the way. Uh, yeah. Never scored more than 30 goals his whole life. Was one of the best Ranger prospects we had. Uh, by the way, is one goal from 50. Yeah, just like, guys, I don't know. Fucking be patient a little bit. Jesus, what
1: are we doing? Make it or break it for the 21-year-old who was taken second overall three years ago. Come on. What are we doing? This is, Golly. From,
0: this is from Chris Bruno. All you know Rangers... if the Mets
1: don't win the World Series this year, I think the world's gonna end. I think Cohen. That, has that, to sell That's the team. essentially what that question. Cohen was. has to sell
0: the team. I agree. <laughs> it's, <all> over. <laughs> it's over. It's over. I didn't make a bigger degree year for Degrom. I mean, he's never proven himself. Uh, well, so you already Chris... broke it, bro. What do you want? Oh, that's true. You're right. Chris Pruno asks, all New York Ranger fans were stunned when management changes last late last season. Where do you think we we had we would be if Quinn and JD had not been let go? Are we in the playoffs, or would, is it yet another rebuilding year?
1: I think Jack Eichel's a New York Ranger. I yeah, I,
0: I think Jack Eichel's a Ranger. That's true. so.
1: I hard for me to say because you know, I know
0: Vegas hasn't been like lights out, but Eichel's been good.
1: Yeah, and and Igor you know, would still things, be
0: Igor probably almost. Certainly. I would ass-
1: I would think so. And the defensive pairs would be exactly what they are. Um. So, like the things here's the thing. The defensive pairs would be exactly what they are. The first power play unit would be exactly what it is. Uh, the difference might be just the minutia. Boots I don't I still think here.
0: I'm unsure. sure.
1: I, I like the biggest the thing we've talked about with uh, the difference between Quinn and Galant the most is that, you know, Galant doesn't generally panic in the middle of a game and mix up the lines, right? That, really do that usually is the thing that got David Quinn in the most trouble. So that would certainly be different. But the makeup of this roster, no, I, I don't know if Ryan Reeves would be here for sure. I don't know. Ryan Reeves would not be here if Gordon was yeah. still here. I, I don't know if Greg McCagg would have played as much. I, I don't know those answers. All I know is that Eichel would be here. The defensive pairs would be the same. Honestly, maybe the defensive pairs wouldn't be the same. Because I do think Gorton's hard on for Eichel was so big that maybe Keandre would have been on the table.
0: That's fair. That's fair. And Keandre has turned into quite the player. Obviously, Jack Eichel is a top 10 NHL talent. We've been over that a million times, but whatever. Uh, this is from Broadway Block. If you could pinpoint a moment when you knew this team was a contender, when was it? It was when, for me, Greg, it was when they opened up and scored three on the Penguins right away at MSU on a Friday night. And I was like, shit, this team has arrived. I'm in. Uh,
1: it was when the season started and Igor Shesterkin dropped his to, pants. Just, just, yeah.
0: <laughs> he just decided to show up and be like, actually, I'm the best goaltender on earth. Yeah, that's probably part of yeah. it.
1: Yeah, once we got to about December and Igor wasn't slowing down, I was like, yeah, this this is a guy where if you got him in the playoffs, it doesn't really matter what your roster looks like. He could win a series on his own. I'm going to read and, all the numbers for this one.
0: This is from okay. This is from Brad52346800. Is cops' recent play more proof that if we put anybody with Panarin, they become good?
1: No, I've seen Dryden Hunt. Yeah, I've seen Dryden Hunt as well, unfortunately. He makes good players better.
0: That's correct. Yes,
1: for sure. Like, if you take... Is Ryan Strom still a good player without Artemi Panarin? Yeah. I don't think he's this guy without Artemi Panarin. So if he leaves because he rightfully got the bag, by all means, I don't think he's going to be the type of producer that he's been with the New York Rangers. I don't think Panarin makes average players special I just think he he's the type of player that if you're already good you're going to be better with Panarin but like I don't know guys how many times have we complained about Dryden Hunt on that line how many times have we complained about Barkley Goodrow on that line like we know he's not turning ev- he's not turning all shit into the gold he turns bronze into gold but he's not turning shit into the gold and there's nothing wrong with it I, th- th- that's not a criticism of Panarin. If Artemi Panarin can make Dryden Hunt good, he'd need to be paid more money.
0: He's, and he's already quite paid handsomely. Uh, this is also about Panarin from Teddy Perkins. Has Panarin been playing the long con this whole season, saving this gear for the playoff push slash postseason? Here's the thing, Teddy Perkins. I actually agree with you that he's been not fully ramped up to his full Panarin level, but there's no playoff push. This team has been qualified since November. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. there's no push. I'm gra- I'm glad he's ramping up to play his, his best games right before the playoffs because I think Panarin's gonna be sweet in the playoffs. And I, I do think he's been I think some of the players have been sandbagging it a little bit throughout the season because they've been they've been qualified since November. So it, it's not just Panarin, it's a lot of different players on the Rangers. I don't think no, I don't think anyone's been sandbagging it I do not I d I don't I, I don't conflate
1: bad performances with not trying. Sandbagging it is not trying. I don't think the Rangers at any point this season have active. There have been a couple games, like individual games, Yeah. but I, I, I'm not going to sit here and say the New York Rangers haven't tried. No, they've Panarin, tried. but they Panarin hasn't had a hundred. That's but sure. Arttami Panarin has had a down year. I don't think Artemi Panarin has given less effort. Sometimes shit just happens. I'm yeah, happy. Like I'm Country. happy his game is finding One. form now, but no, I don't think like I don't think there were periods in the season where Panarin wasn't trying.
0: I think he was trying, but I think he was like experimenting and also coasting, not like in a, a lazy way, but just in a, I know. Just I say,
1: to... just say he underperformed. You're like, you're trying to paint a picture of Artemi Panera and It's like, I don't we can't, think he did. I don't know. He, I, he wasn't playing to our incredibly high standards. Of Artemi Panera. Like that is correct. Yeah, it's, it's not his fucking fault that like when Jacob DeGrom has a three ERA, we say he's underperforming where most every other pitcher, it's like, you know, he's having a great year like it's by us saying Artemi Panarin's underperforming is not an insult to Artemi Panarin if anything we are complimenting how fucking special that guy is and what what level of ability we expect from him so the fact that he has at points been underperforming this season for almost the entire season and yet is still north of a point per game player and has almost 70 assists on the season
0: it's a ridiculous thing to say but it doesn't make it untrue this is from Josh Kafflin, one of a friend of his show. Why don't people want to admit that this is a cup team? Because they don't want to go to the dentist. <laughs> Josh. Uh, I don't actually know why. I, I, I think the team is actually underrated by national media. Um, but I think that everybody would say that about their team, right? Wouldn't everybody just be like, yeah, national media hates my squad? I mean, it, it, that, is, that,
1: is usually, that is usually the rib, right?
0: I think you and I have been on this, like, this is a possible cup team since October.
1: Because of Igor Shisterkin. Yes, I like, okay.
0: <laughs> Yeah, like I I, everybody
1: thinks it's a, like an insult for the people to be like, uh the Rangers will go as far as the Orchester takes them. Uh no, that that is exactly how far the New York Rangers is gonna go this year. I assume, by the way, that could be pretty fucking far. But I do I've always found it funny when national media talks about the Rangers and they're like, Yeah, it's a good power play, good goaltending, and not a whole lot else. And everyone's like, Hey, what the fuck? And then you take a step back and you really look at the season, especially pre-trade deadline. And it's, yeah, it was a really special goaltender and a really incredible top power play unit. And that's it. Yeah, and the trade like, deadline changed things by a lot. Yeah, but but you know what? The New York Rangers still are for the most part? A really incredible goaltender and a really special power play unit. Yeah. If the Rangers aren't drawing a lot of penalties in the playoffs, they're probably not going to score as much. That That's like a no-shit Sherlock statement. But it's like... When other people say it, people get really upset, and I'm just like, no,
0: it's okay. It's not. The- I do think they've fixed a lot of the five v five issues, and that's yet to be exploited or broken down. And I'm waiting for that to happen. That does not happen. Yeah, right and now. I.
1: Yeah, but you know,
0: right. Time comes.
1: The New York Rangers haven't played seven straight games
0: against the Tampa Bay Lightning. That's true. That's a, that's a lot. This is from Mustard Lips. When Gretzky, yeah, I agree. When when Gretzky retired, ninety nine was painted behind the nets. When Ovechkin retires, his number should be painted in the Ovi spot, worthy or not. What are some of the unique locations for numbers that have been placed upon players' retirement, past or present? I guess
1: I I do think twenty five should hang in the press box when Lieber Hayek
0: <laughs> retires. <Okay>, next question. <laughs> <laughs> just
1: just rearrange rearrange the chairs in the press box to like make it at 25 probably just
0: cried her in front of the net which also kevin Weeks background commented but i agree with him um let's see question number one this is from Pier- perry hayes how awesome was the cop pickup yes question number two how fucking good is cop on this team he's very good question number three is andrew cop better than crosby when crosby is not in the lineup yes i think we answered all three of those questions phenomenal uh this is this is from ryan wingland uh, lingren's wife pancakes or waffles is Ryan Ligard married? Hold on. No, he's definitely not. I don't think he not. is. No, but this person yeah, is man. trying to marry him.
1: I got to tell you, a man with that hairline, he's got to get married soon. Take it from this me. He's got to go for it. Um, hold on. I'm, I'm, this is good podcasting. This is I'll good podcasting. This. There's no way he's married.
0: He's not married. He's, he's living with Adam Fox. <laughs> There's no way he's married. Oh, so he's like, he's kind of
1: married. I yeah, yeah, he's I'm married in that kind
0: of out. way. Uh, uh,
1: what was the question? Sorry, I got distracted by you asking if you... I, my br- my brain works it in the way where... I
0: will go pancakes. Oh, I'm a waffle guy. That checks. Uh, this is from The Dynasty Begins. If you can only keep one, Lafreniere or Kako, who would it be and why? It is Lafreniere because he has a higher upside.
1: Hmm. I still think it's Kako. I think the Rangers are more reliant on Kako than Lafreniere.
0: Because of the right wing situation?
1: Also, just the style of game that Kako plays.
0: He plays. Like, he does play the glance style.
1: Well, but, it, but it's like the Rangers have a lot of scorers. If they lose a scorer in Lafreniere, but they keep a two-way Grinders. defensive forward who also can put up fifty-plus points. Like I just, I think Kako checks more boxes.
0: I think it's pretty funny Lafreniere. that I chose Lafreniere and you chose Kako. I Do find that fun? I don't um,
1: know why. I, I'm sorry. I actually like the kid. Unlike you, you fucking <laughs> creepy pope. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> so many names called me online. Uh, Eric Carlson asks, you have to buy out one this summer. It's Panarin. Eric Carlson? Eric Eric Carlson,
1: Yeah. Wow, the Sharks defenseman. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Wow, you have, have Jalen Rose, Eric Carlson. You have to
0: buy out one of this summer, but Aaron Kreider, Mika, or Truba. Who do you choose? To me, it's Jacob Truba, and that's just because— the- Aaron
1: Kreider, Mika, or Truba?
0: Yeah, to me, it's just Truba, and that's because I just think his— it, comparatively to his contract and the value and the replacements you have on the team, I think he'd be the most replaceable. I know the answer it probably is Chris Kreider, but he's scoring 50 goals right now, and he's the captain. I know I know Adult Schneider is the captain, and I know that'll be your argument, but that's where yeah. I'm at.
1: Yeah, I don't buy out my captain, so I'm keeping Adult Schneider. Man.
0: So it's Chris Kreider. I do think
1: – I got it. No, it might be –
0: honestly, it still might be Mika. That's
1: fucking crazy. <laughs> Weird. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to answer the question. I, terrible question. I, I I'm sitting it
0: out uh rangers rundown which one of the deadline players if any do you think will be on the rangers uniform next season i'm thinking none
1: i think mott is the only one that's affordable
0: i agree and he has to take like a deal like a real deal
1: yeah like under two million dollars
0: that's correct uh i think we've answered like a shit ton of questions
1: well we definitely have
0: that's true uh we have three minutes left here so oh lou asks what's the worst vacation you've ever taken and why
1: Worst vacation.
0: Yeah, I don't think I've taken a lot of bad vacations. Usually they go pretty well. Like, you mean the vacations with my dad when I was younger? Like, those were pretty whack. <laughs> well, you met
1: John Franco. What? Okay. Um, I will say probably, and now I want to be clear that I don't think this was a necessarily bad vacation. I just remember I never adjusted to the time change, and I was 10 years old, so there was nothing really for me to do anyway. But the first time <laughs> I went to Vegas with the family... Um, yeah, I just, every night I was asleep at the dinner table because I never adjusted to the three hour time difference. Uh, the big thing my sisters wanted to do was a Bon Jovi concert, which I didn't really care about. And I fell asleep during that wow, because again, wow, wow, I never adjusted wow. to the time difference. Um, like w- the thing I remember most about that vacation after Bon Jovi was that was the year the Jets drafted like Chad Pennington and Anthony Beck. And we were like that, that again, that's my memory of my trip to Vegas, watching the NHL draft, NFL draft that happened in New York. So I do think that was a pretty lame vacation, but if that's also the worst vacation I've ever taken, it's a pretty good life.
0: I got an email actually from NYR that's... streamer. because Chris. Oh. He was like, is there any way for Reeves to shut up the haters on social media? Dude, there's no haters. We all blow Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> like, I have you actually seen Ryan Reeves' haters?
1: Haters, no. I just, I feel like people assume when you say he shouldn't be in the lineup that it's like, you hate the guy, but I, I, that's just not it. Like, again, how many times on this specific podcast have we said he's been a positive influence? It's hard to imagine this team being at, this successful without him. The locker room's completely different, and it's entirely almost lying at the feet of Ryan Reeves. The team is playing with more confidence because of Ryan Reeves. But all those things can be true. And it could also be true that the New York Rangers have 12 better players than Ryan Reeves to play on any given night. Like it's, I don't think anybody, I don't think that's hating on a player. I just think that's like stating a fact. It's like if Dylan G was on the Mets, I don't, I like Dylan G. I don't think he'd be good enough for the Mets rotation right now.
0: Yeah, he wouldn't. Uh, it, like at all. David also asked, is Buck Showalter the Barry Trotz of baseball? I don't think so. No, I don't
1: think so. I don't uh, think so at all. Though I do think Barry Trotz also would have pitched Trevor Williams in the eighth inning today for reasons unexplained to anybody.
0: Um, I'm with you on that.
1: Uh, now I will say that. I'm not here. I, I am all in on Buck. When Buck came out of the dugout ready to murder Steve C. because he threw at Lindor's face, And then it wasn't Buck, but Steve Ciszek getting ejected. Yeah. All in on Buck that, like I, there will be, this is the case with every fucking coach in every fucking sport. They will make dumb decisions. There will be games that could have gone differently. If a simple decision made by the coach was just a little bit different. So I don't care that the Mets lost today because of a questionable bullpen management, you know, whispering out loud. If Pete Alonso made a couple plays in that eighth inning, maybe the Mets win anyway. So it's like, I I I don't like the fans who just pick the moments to yell at a coach. And I understand that it is me saying this after I've probably (laughs) done this. Totally understand. Yes, yeah. Yeah. But no, I don't think Buck Showalter is the Barry Trots. Where like again, I think Barry Trots with a fairly uninspiring roster gets the most out of it. I think that is probably
0: probably say bob melvin i think bob like, melvin's a perfect comparison
1: yeah i but which makes bob melvin being in san diego now super interesting to me um but i think melvin helped players reach ceilings that i don't think other like maybe matt chapman and matt Olson and frankie montas and all those guys are still um fantastic baseball players um if they had like jim tracy as their manager but i think right. the odds of them reaching their potential were so much higher because they had a guy like bob melvin all right belt. yo we're out of here um
0: we'll be back with bsbot probably like wednesday night or something like that i'll, I'll keep in touch with you greg it's gonna be a long week for huh. me so uh yeah you know, no i might be
1: dead by then because that's true. I gotta tell true my body solo. is yeah my body is uh
0: rough a wonderland rough all right, we'll be back later this week. We love you guys. Bye. Okay, Patreon, friends, you know who you are. you got to stick with me for a minute because I'm not actually – I mean, usually when I do this, I have a couple screens. i got a couple things going on, you know? I'm trying to trying to make things happen. And this would be the part where I'd be thanking you, and I'd already have you up on my second screen, but I have a laptop right now, so I have to filter through. And I think I could do all the names off the top of my head, but I'm not going to try and do it because I don't want to embarrass myself. But I will start by thanking – from the back, Winston, the golden retriever. Will Specter. you're going to hear my mouth scrolling down. Vinny Hay, Upstate Vintory from Manhattan. Tommy O'Neill, Tom Erich, Jr., Tommy Welsh. The Drop BK, Swingart, Stig Bull Box, Stephen Lomayer, Randy Tesser, Pavel Kodarev, Pascal Perrier, Neil Grover, Mike Bucklaw, Meatball the Cat, Max Nielsen, Matthew Kind, Lucas K., Lou Giordano, Lazek Gronkowski, Christoph Berg, oh no, I, I, I scrolled too far. Chris from Florida, Justin, Justin Starr, Justin Friedman, Josh Kestenbaum, Jordan, John Hardesty, Jimmy Mack, JD, Jerry and Marquez, Jake Berkowitz, Ian Rodriguez, Hip Hop 89, Harrison Hasco, Handel Gar- Gretzky, McFly, Give Gartner a Cup, Garrett Reynas, Eric Stag, uh Darian, Dennis Deitz, David Narenin, De- uh Daniel Dayzen, I have to tell you, doing it backwards is messing my brain up. And I know I do a terrible job on the front way, so I totally know why this is bothering you as well. CJ Selwag Chris Finelli, blue, Broadway Blue Shirt Bleeder, can't read it all. Brian Mallon, thank you so much, Brian. Brian Gallagher, Brett, M- Brett McGinnis, Brian Doyle, and my mouse is terrible, too. Barbie Chris, Amber Coensberger, Alex Gartner Adam Keach, Adam Curtulo, and Adam Adam Cohen. Thank you so much for being a offer sheet club member for all the things you do for Blue Shirts Breakaway. It really makes a large difference to us and we can't thank you enough. Uh, a lot has come for me over the years with the podcast. we have um, It's never really been about the fame and the fortune of which we have none. Uh, I do have a lot of people ask me about what, how do I get into sports media and I'm always like um, you don't really do that. It's not really like an option. You could just kind of talk it to a mic and maybe some people will listen. That's weird. But uh, Blue Church Breakaway has gotten Greg and I into a lot of really cool places. And we've met a lot of great people. I don't really have like a Rangers story this week, but I just want to take a moment out of my week as I sit in this hotel in D.C. waiting for my next adventure in life, which came directly from this show, uh, to thank you all. I've met so many great and wonderful people doing this. I know the Rangers are on some sort of like magical run right now, and I hope it goes deep in the playoffs. I hope we have a lot left in the tank. But no matter really what happens over the next couple of years, uh, and even over the past few years, I've made lifelong friends I've made great connections I've met a lot of you in person you've all been wonderful and people who talk crap about Twitter is right they're right to do it they really are but um, there are a lot of great people on there too and there's it's just a wonderful community and I'm not just trying to rev you up and all that it's it's true Ever, it's, I, I've had almost all, all almost all I mean there're always you know there's always a few bad apples that's how this works uh, but I've almost all positive interactions in person. Mostly in my interactions on Twitter as well, and people who email us, and I can't thank you enough. And because of that, um, we've come a really long way in a lot of weird ways, Greg and I. Um, And thank you. It means a lot to me, and uh, hope you'll stick with us on our next leg of our adventure, whatever that is. Uh, Let's hope the playoffs go as long as possible, and then, you know, when the summer comes, Greg and I, that's when we really turn the heat up (laughs) with absolute nonsense. All right, that's a little bit of personal tirade, so my apologies at the end there, but... Um, big things ahead. So we'll see you guys next week or rather we'll see most some of you for BSBOT later this week on our Patreon and we'll see you then. Love you guys. Bye.